right. Well, let's let's go. Let's uh, uh, it's recording. Welcome to this episode of Clean Layer, where we're going to give you a business. <laughs> Clean Layer yeah. episode of Clean Layer. The journey, the journey, <laughs> where we're going to give you an update on Clean Layer. <laughs> well, we know what's top of mind. Yes. Well, we're testing Clean Layer. We're getting ready to go for a beta. There's a lot of wasps yep. buzzing outside this window here where I'm stand sitting. Um, There's so this- birds outside my window every now and then. It's actually annoying. Really? Man, mm-hmm. you're such a bitter old man lately. I know. Probably okay. it's, it's the COVID or the, not the COVID, the, uh, what do you call it? You're getting very quarantine, cranky. Quarantine. Even a bird makes you cranky. I'm not All cranky. Right. I just saying they get annoying. They make All a bunch right. of noise. To this episode of The Journey, where we're going to give an update on Clean Layer. And I always, I feel like I always over talk on the updates. Do one of you want to give the update? Nope. No, nope. I like the level of yeah. talking that you do on the updates. Okay. Okay, so today we're recording this on June 19th, and we are about to go into beta. So we are in end-to-end testing now, trying to catch any bugs with the product, figure out any future enhancements we want to do, and get the product all the way done and hardened up and ready for our closed or private beta clients. So from a product standpoint, That's where we're at. We've gotten all the development done on what we considered MVP features, not final product or anything else, but MVP features. We are now doing um, quick cycles of end-to-end testing, three days of development, one day of end-to-end testing, three days of development, one day of end-to-end testing, hoping that we're able to do some type of beta launch um, July 1st-ish, probably with a few people just to make sure that we don't have any additional bugs or defects that we didn't see and then open it up to the entire private beta group. So, um, so we're working on that from a product standpoint, also from a product standpoint, getting everything moved over to production and making sure environments are right and we're ready to go from a marketing standpoint and getting beta clients on. We've just recently kicked that off. We have Um, a page on our website where we tell what type of beta clients we're looking for and ask uh, people to sign up. After they sign up, they go through a survey, uh, a long survey, but an important survey. And they tell us about their demographics and how often they use Word and um, where, where their pain points are and so forth. And then they'll be asked to join a private Facebook group where that's where we'll run the private beta and talk and do, um, you know, our kickoff meeting and so forth there. So as far as getting beta clients, we've just barely started to scratch the surface. I've sent an email out to investors and to some friends and family. We started running Facebook ads because we would like to get um, a variety of beta clients, some that know us, some that don't know us. Some that use Word a lot, some that use Word sometimes, a variety of professions, lawyers, BAs, CEOs, so vendors, so forth and so on. Um, And soon we are going to have something on Facebook and on LinkedIn that we can share with our network. So we are hoping to get as many beta clients as possible. There's no cost for being a beta client. So um, no cost associated with it. We just ask that people use the product, hopefully in their kind of normal everyday working, and then uh, provide feedback as we go along in probably about a four week, four week beta test. Um, I think, you know, we were thinking ideally 
we would have around at least 30 people. We would take more if we could. Our developers are kind of saying maybe we max it at 50. I think Tim said to me yesterday that um, that I could go to 49, but after that, that he wants to be conferred with a top two. So, <laughs> um, so that, uh, that was the distinction. I'm not quite sure what the difference is between I now. just slacked him actually right now that I you're being a mean old fuddy-duddy and says just, no. Um, no, it wasn't. Yeah, I was just reading our requirement the other day, and it's supposed to be sized for a thousand at the get go, concurrent. Know, just, and then you wanted it at fifty thousand by the time we get to. Um, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. So. Send that. Send that to Tim. All right. Remind him of that. <laughs> I don't know if it made its way into a card, but it was in the document. No, it was. It sure. was in one of the initial cards. But I think yeah. it. I, I well, I think this is a fair point, right? Of of when you're getting ready to launch, all of us are hitting different fear factors at different time, other than Justin, probably. Um, yeah. His biggest fear <laughs> is that we're going to delay it any longer, probably. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I think from a product standpoint, you start end-to-end testing it and you know seeing things, some things that you knew were there, some things that you didn't know were there, and then you start to have a panic attack. Can we Can we get it all done in time? From a developer standpoint, you feel very confident about your product and how you've built it and everything else. And then you start to think about people like using it simultaneously and then you start to get panic starts to set in. So yeah, we, so we've had that. And I, I think, I hope that's normal part of the process of there's, you know, there's some good fear that makes you work harder and try to think through everything and not just be completely naive. Um, so there's, there's those types of things, but the good thing about having a team is usually we're all not fearful of the same things. We're all not fearful at the same time. And yeah. so it helps to continue pushing it forward. And I found this when when I was um, when I was at Defy, it was like when I, and you're in charge of sales. It's very weird because when you feel like you're never ever going to get another sale, but you can't go flip out the rest of the team that you're never going to get another sale. And and so trying just to deal with leading and fear and pushing forward and um, and so forth are kind of weird weird things, but we've kept pushing forward um, with, you know, multiple work streams with even working on enhancements, like, you know, um, the designers continuing to work on enhancements for the next thing. And while we're end to end testing and working on getting um, the Facebook ads out there and um, so forth. So, so I think we're, we're still, everybody's working really hard and working together to push us towards that date. And, um, and I think we're going to learn a lot through that, like, you know, even just how to how to tighten up on how we show the product, what are what the value proposition is, so forth and and so on. Um, and then from uh, can, can I yeah, call please. the time out there? Because um, there are I think a million things to not a million actually. There's two two things I wanted to get into on what you on what you just said. Um, uh, one, I find the emotional side of setting up a business and launching a product way more interesting. Then the tactical, we're doing this, then we're doing that, then we're doing this, then we're doing that. Um, and, and, um, and so you got into a little bit of that and then you need both. You need, well, you don't even need both. You don't need the emotional side. The emotional side is what people probably more rarely talk about. They talk about the more sanitized version of, oh, we have, we've spent this time developing this product. We've detected these bugs and we're fixing these bugs and we're going to launch it and we're going to have some more and just that and not really the emotion of, oh, we saw this bug. I don't even know if we can make it. I don't even know if we can do this. I think we need to nuke this whole thing. Not that you guys had any of those feelings at all, but I'm saying there's a, there is an emotional roller coaster ride 
as you kind of have levels of optimism and moments of despair. And like you said, each person on the team having different different kind of feelings they're prone to. So I wanted to get into that a little bit because I think that has, um, yeah, I think that has application to to the world and, and to people in kind of different ways, especially if you're if you're leading teams and trying to lead people to a to a goal like this. So so that was one thing, and then the other thing was on the beta testing in the fifty. I mean, I was gonna say, um, a yeah, I mean, if we just activate our journey uh, nation, you know, the people that have grown to love listening to us every week. <laughs> There's way more than 50 right there. And if we just tell them to invite their friends, there's like 500 or 5,000 that we're going to get. So that's that's just with this. And then you said, we're also Uh, doing Facebook ads and we're also sending notes to friends. No, no, no. I'm saying, saying, literally, if the people that listen to this podcast, and we know how many listen, if the people that listen to this podcast take action and sign up for CleanLayer, we're way beyond our numbers. And if they actually find a friend, then we're way, way beyond our numbers. So, so I don't want to scare them off. And, um, but we're completely at, dependent at on every listener. Well, yeah. yeah no. So, so what I would oh, do. You don't want to scare them off sure. on maxing the 50, of or course. Maxing not. the 50. So, what I would do, we'll manage the 50. Yeah. If we get 5,000 set up, we'll deal we'll with Tim. It. And yeah. we will either <laughs> throttle it to 50 <laughs> ourselves, and some people just have to be turned away at the door. <laughs> Or um, Stephanie will win the debate and we'll let all 5,000 in. So, so in all seriousness, I know how many, with the listeners we've got, we should sign up for this thing and, and certainly ask that you guys ask your friends, you know, especially if they have some, some level yeah. perspective, any kind of perspective on word. I mean, literally this conversation should be enough to fill up our beta group. I really, I, I do yeah. believe that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so we should we should do that. Um, yes, we definitely do so, not want to limit it. We want to sign up as many as we possibly yeah. can. And my comment with Tim isn't necessarily that that we can't. It's just it's just the emotional side of it, right? And I love I love that about startups because you get to actually see and hear and deal with the emotional side of it. Where when you're in a big company, sometimes you have to sanitize it so much. When you're giving your status updates, everything is fine and everything. And when in the meantime, you're like panicking inside. So um, so I, I was just trying to you know bring that up that. That yeah, everything is. I think everything's going very well, right? I mean, I think we're way. I mean, just so much. When I was stressed out last week, Justin was like, "Yeah, but look how much we've done." <laughs> like yeah. that's that's right. We have done a ton. What if um, I had been in the same boat as you, and I would have been like, "Oh yeah, I just feel that 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 would have been bad." I think. Well, then yeah, then I would have had to turn and and calm you down. Then I would have thought that you were crazy. But how can somebody? Uncalm, calm somebody else down. John would have had to have been the voice of reason. No, at that John time. was the he least calm one. He would have no, had yeah. to been the mediator. <laughs> yeah, this is the other thing. So I'm, um, uh, yeah, I do. I want to get into some psychology here, and this will help me with you guys, and maybe again the audience, because, um, uh, yeah, for me there there's two things. I'm pretty, I think I'm pragmatic about things, but I realize one quality that I have is like I'm not a um. I don't feel like a perfectionist at all, but I do feel like whenever, whenever I'm like putting my name on something, like I want it to be great and, um, and I want it to be kind of my, my best. And that's why I won't even, there are a million things that I won't even do because I just don't think I can do them good enough that I, I won't hit a golf ball because I can't hit a golf ball good enough where I just am satisfied with it. So 
there are just a lot of things that I avoid doing in life because I don't think I'll be good enough to do them. But, um, but on this, like when I'm like publishing, um, even something in Excel, I just make sure it has headings and fonts and bold and just as pretty, like I'll spend the last five or 10 minutes or whatever, making it pretty. So like just, so if somebody saw that, they'd be like, oh, okay, who did that? That's good. That's clean. That's good work. Right. And so I'll do that with kind of, um, lots of things. And so it's interesting launching a product and, um, and with me having that personality of, oh, just one more thing, just one more thing. We can do this. We can do this better. This can be better. This can be better. I don't want to let it go. So there's that, that mindset. And, you know, I think in Stephanie and your, your line of work, you bump into a lot of people like that who never want to let go and never want to let things out. And, um, and then, but I certainly am a finisher. I finish things. I release them to the world. I don't tinker on things forever. So I do have a balance between, um, between finishing and releasing and wanting to perfect where kind of for me in the minutes or hours before getting something done and turning it over, there'll just be a massive flurry of activity for me to just try to make it as, as good as I can. And, um, and then, yeah, I want to, you know, uh, just do that. So, um, so yeah, I go through, I go through that and I go through, this isn't good enough. It could be so much better. And, um, and all those types of things. So when you've got that kind of personality on the team versus the need to, um, uh, release it and take that step, um, you know, out there and stuff, which, which Stephanie's is big on taking the step, Justin, you're big on taking the step and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, so, so you kind of do need different personality types and maybe some of my, um, my complaints or perfectionism or whatever it is will result in some, some things, you know, improving in the product or whatever it is. Hopefully that, that happens a little bit, but, um, but yeah, you've also got to take leaps. So, so I do think it is a balance of mixing personality types and then someone taking the lead in that and driving it. And then the other thing that I think we're bouncing into is the, I mean, we are creating our baby, right? This is, this is definitely our baby. And, um, and yeah, it's kind of determining whether you have a, a pretty baby or an ugly baby and all that stuff. And, um, and having the world, I guess, help you with that. And so I don't know, for, for me, it's like, um, uh, there's just a lot I go through emotionally on terms of is, is the baby right and ready to be viewed out there or, um, you know, what else do we need to do and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a little bit of an interesting phase for me. Yeah. I think, I think lately it, I'm just ready to get it out there. Like, I guess I've just, I've moved, maybe I've just done it enough to know that like, I'm not crippled by, or I'm not worried about like judgment from others. Like, let's say it gets out there and it sucks. Like, you know, it just is what it is. That's, that's fine. Like that's just normal feedback. Um, and I'm not necessarily worried about that. I think I, I over worry that we're, we over perfect or, or doing several things necessary to get it put out so that's why i'm always pushing back on some of these features like do we really need to do this like i totally get that it's cool but like there's no reason we can't get this out and have you know end user feedback um but i mean i've gone through some of the same same types of feelings and emotions that you're describing as well um and i think a lot of it stems from knowing what comes next and i think we talked about this on earlier podcasts like these are the my favorite parts of building a product or a company because it's all internal. It's insular. Like 
you know, you don't have outside feedback yet, because I know as soon as you get outside feedback, that's where things just really begin to change and, and oftentimes shape the direction that you go with things. Um, and you almost lose to some degree, some of that creative ability to basically take the product anywhere you want to go. Um, especially if it's more of a, um, not a consumer facing product, but more of a, a B2B type product. Cause a lot of times that will dictate your direction because you're, you know, tied to revenue and things like that, that you need to, you know, hit these numbers. And the only way that you're going to hit the numbers if customers are going to pay for it, um, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think that's where my hesitation is sometimes or has been in the past sometimes is I just know what comes next. It's like the calm yeah. before the storm. It, it's weird. So, Steph, and this is because I, I just don't think you guys think this thought like I know you don't think this thought. But my my dominant thought in in almost doing anything is somebody else saying that's the best you could do. Like, yeah. So, so I, I have that dominant thought. I've never thought. So, said that to so him. No, no, no. Nobody, nobody says that to me. And um. And with my parents and stuff, I always did things. I made good grades. I did things well. So I was complimented. I was never challenged in that way. And maybe, maybe that's why. But I mean, if I mowed the lawn and um, yeah, mowing the lawn, I just, and, and so, so if I turn something in or hand over a report or mow a lawn, I have a dominant thought in my head of somebody saying, is that the best you could do? And if my answer to that question is, no, actually, I know the lawn sucks and I really wish I could edge this. And I try to get ahead of all those. I challenge myself in that way. So I don't know if it's this. I guess it is. We probably need a psychotherapist um, listener, but <laughs> it, it's maybe this egocentric way of I don't know what it is. But, yeah, there are probably there are people out there, I'm sure, that can relate to me that have that sense of, man, everything you do is a representation of you. And um, I don't know if it's a lack of self what it is, if it's lack of self-confidence or if it's ego or what it is, but I just don't like putting things out there that aren't the best I can do. And, oh, um, yeah. and, well, and I don't think the best would well, want to do that. I know nobody does, but like, it's more, it's more, I've thought that thought, like we're talking about sending an email out on this. Mm -hmm. I'm having panic attacks over sending one email to a close friend <laughs> because this is not the best I can do. And so I really, really... Like I struggle with it. Like, like the email is not the best you can do. No, no, no. Email telling totally somebody done. to come look at because the product is not where you want. I'm, ha it to, I'm like having you trouble. Feel, okay. things, inviting people to look at this product because Got I it. think I can do better. Like well, with time with whatever. Not I over us. I mean, we can do better, right? Sure, but, sure. But it's time for it to go out. I totally understand. It's time for it to go out. But I could name. 10 things as a beta guy that I, that I want it to be and want it to have and all that stuff. And I can be in front of yeah. that. And so I just, yeah. So for me, I just struggle. Um, Maybe it's just a missing, a lack of perspective, right? Cause there's, I yeah. don't think it's such a black and white uh, answer or question because the, there's no question. If we spent more time, we could do something differently and we could add the things that you yeah, maybe yeah, think yeah, should, be exactly there, right. should be there or whatever. That's but it exactly doesn't mean right. that the point we got to now, you didn't do your best job or that none of us did our best work. Like it still could be the, the result of our best effort, given the constraints that are surrounding it. Yeah, you know? I think that's 100 percent right. Yeah. yeah. So I, so so our per, we, and we've said this about lots of different things about our personalities. But in this particular instance, from our personalities, John's on one extreme, like not, not that you wouldn't release a product or get to market or anything like all of us would do that. But but you would spend the most time getting, you know, doing your best. Justin would probably spend the least time and then I'm somewhere in the middle. 
Yeah. And I, so. and I can walk into tests. Like I'm not like some, cause I know there, there are other like derivatives of my personality type where you totally lack self-confidence about what you do. I, I think I'm very pragmatic. Like if I walk into a, a test and I've studied and I've done what I need to do. And, and you ask me, John, did you do the best you could do on your studying? Um, and, and if I feel like, yeah, I did the best I could do, you know, with my time with, well, that's how it was for the CPA exam. And, um, but, but I, I did the best I could do, meaning I kind of throttled it to the right spot. I could have studied more. And you ask me, well, how do you think you're going to do it on a test? There are a lot of people that say, I don't know. I hope I do well. I, I would say, uh, if I could make 105, I'll probably make 105 on it. That's just what I think I'll do. <laughs> and so, so I'll say very, I've walked into things with just on a release. Yeah. If a million people will buy this thing. I mean, I can have that type of confidence about stuff, but I can also, I, I never say I'm going to make 105 on a test and then I bomb it. Cause I didn't know I'm not delusional about things either, but, but I guess what I'm trying to explain is I'm not always nervous and apprehensive and wondering if the lawn is good enough or the spreadsheet is good enough or my preparedness for a test is good enough. No, I know the spreadsheet is good enough. I know the lawn looks good. I know I'm prepared. Or in cases where the lawn doesn't look good, I kind of know it doesn't look good. Or the spreadsheet was not great. Then, no, I know I didn't kind of figure out the right way to present that. So, so I feel like I have a pretty accurate view of at least what my, my best work is and what it's going to turn out as. So it's not quite, you know, it's just a little bit different, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so that, so that's where we're at product. That's where we're at getting beta clients, um, team and financial we're, um, we're on track with the financials. We've talked about before that we were going to, um, make a decision, kind of a go, no go and next steps before we spent 20% of the funds we raised. Um, end of last month, we were at 8%. And then it'll go up this month, obviously. So about on track there. Um, we've had good luck with the team. Um, and the same same team is still working on it and moving forward. We've had um, lots of big pushes over the last month and everybody's been working, working hard. So that's gone well. Um, I can't, you know, we've, we've gotten some initial feedback from the emails that we've sent out for beta clients. I got an email from somebody that said, oh my gosh, I've been writing a book. I just finished editing my uh, book and I wish I had. This seems like it would have been great, you know, for me to have through that process. We've had, um, you know, we've had a couple initial calls about this seems like it would integrate well into my product and so forth. But I think John said something the other day, and that's interesting, and I believe it. We have on our website what the product is, and we've sent out an emails and we're talking about it, you know, and if you have this problem, and if you have this problem. But, but nobody has any idea what it is or what it looks like, who hasn't seen it, obviously. And, um, and so there's how do we, and sometimes when I talk about the product, people are like, oh, yeah, I know this other product that's like it. And I'm like, no, that's a whole contract management platform. It's not the same. Or they'll say, oh, I know this product. And then they'll send it. And it's not like it. So, um, so I think it's going to be interesting to set expectations with our beta group hear their feedback. And I'm, I'm just a little worried that everybody thinks it's going to solve every problem they had with Microsoft Word when that's not what we're, that's not what we're going for, right? And even as we've gotten feedback from a couple of paralegals, like, well, I wish it could do this. And it's like, well, that isn't, that isn't necessarily what we built it for. So, um, so I think in the next update, it'll be interesting because we should be through um, at least, you know, onboarding the beta 
we'll know how many beta clients we have, how much they're using it, uh, and so forth. What else for updates? Um, I was talking with, uh, I think it was Michelle last night <laughs> at the happy hour thing for Helen. And uh, I was saying, she was saying that she got the email and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that Stephanie already sent out emails. And I was like, yeah, I got to put my list together and send it to people. And then we both realized, well, we probably, me and Stephanie probably know all the same people that she probably emailed. And I probably know five more people than her. So I don't know <laughs> if it's even worth me sending it out. No, it is worth it. Fact, I can send you the Excel spreadsheet that I use because I pulled like all your aunt and mom and family and Corey and those people yeah. out of it. And I didn't send oh, it to did? them. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I thought you might've sent it to them, but see, no. that's like five people. <laughs> I'm not that popular. Yeah. You know, you know more people than me. Like I didn't send it to Brandon and like, yeah, I didn't send it to some people that we both know, but I didn't send it to. Yeah, but I, I was I was thinking she was she brought up a good point. Well, maybe you want to send it to the same people anyway, because by the yeah. second time we get it, we'll uh, yeah, we'll I respond. don't think any harm with that. I agree. Plus, so. they probably like you better than me, so they'll probably. pay attention. That's definitely true. <laughs> um, okay, so what else uh, from an update standpoint? We're still working from home. Um, all of us have had Wi-Fi problems at some point or another when right mm-hmm. when they're in the throes of trying to fix defects that you know tim has has wi-fi connections like we all seem to have them at not opportune times um but otherwise the work from home is going well i think we've got the even if we could throw five more developers at it i don't think that's the right thing for us right now because we don't um, have enough work like lined up even for that yeah so i think we've got about you know the right size team and then and then we don't have a process yet tim asked me about this yesterday we the next steps are we need a process for how we're going to handle um, bugs and enhancements and stuff that come in from the beta clients because Tim, you know, is a little nervous being the only full-time developer yeah. that he's going to be inundated. So we need a process for that. We still need to write out our process for the kickoff. So we have the process of uh, we're going to invite people to the private Facebook group, but, um, and we've got, you know, some surveys written out and stuff, but we need, what's the kickoff call going to be? What's going to be on it? We need to record little small, you know, one, two minute product videos to put them out there. So that's the next steps of things that we need to do before we actually do the kickoff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once we do the kickoff and people start using it, we'll be monitoring how often they're using it and, and getting their feedback, probably break up the group between us on, you know, who's going to check in with, you know, various people who are who are using it and get feedback and so forth, just talking to them, not necessarily the surveys. So, yeah. So by our next time, we should, we should have feedback and we may be on here with a clean layer update saying, wow, um, everybody really (laughs) hates this product and we're not going to do anything else. And we were delusional or Uh we could be on here saying that there's better, um, that they picked it up quicker and easier and better than we thought, or, you know, something in between. But it will be one of those. It will definitely, uh, it'll be, definitely something. be one of those. And then we yeah. may be asking our audience for jobs. Yes. <laughs> I hope I hope it's something. I mean, I think the the worst possible thing that could come from this is that it isn't clear, right? That um that people are being nice or saying this or that, but but they're not excited about it or hate it. Like yeah. and we're just trying to figure out that. Because at least if 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 they're excited about it and using it, then they're going to use it to send send to collaborator, right? To send to other people so they don't have to leave and go out of their email. And, and it can start to pick up that way. 
But um, yeah, I was doing a test case today and I, I was so happy. I, I, we've got to find a way to use this in, in the examples. But you know, you open a document and, um, and typically you have to save as and save that document. And then you work in it, work in it, work in it, work in it. And then you have to save as and save it as version two and then version three and then version four. And one thing I love about CleanLayer is I get the document, I upload it as my first layer, and then I work in it, work in it, work in it, work in it. And then I can just upload it as my second layer. I don't have to save it anywhere. I have to do anything. And when I want to go get that document again, I can just go back to CleanLayer. So I don't have to have on my computer, you know, 17 different versions of it or overwrite, override the last version of it, which I do pretty regularly. So I know yeah. there's enhancements John wants to do around there too, but man, it's so beautiful that I, I go in and I make 15 changes and then I just upload to clean layer, no other steps, just upload to clean layer and then hit send. Like, so send to the lawyer, send to you, send to whoever. And I don't have to save as, I don't have to go to my email. I don't have to attach the document to my email. I don't, you know, and write everything. It's just all done right there in Word. And that was yep. making me very happy this morning. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of opportunity, I think, around that just to make it more personalized even, you know, because like some people have signatures or or things that get added to emails for security purposes and whatnot. And obviously doing that through our product now isn't going to isn't going to have that type of stuff because we're 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 handling that transaction on behalf of the user. But I can see there's like the personality kind of aspect of it there, potentially, if that's a need. Um, and then, uh, I want, you made me think of something, John and I were, um, going through some scenarios earlier this week and we discovered that him and I, I don't know if you're doing this, but him and I are testing or using the product for our testing purposes. Yep. Um, and so we're documenting kind of all the steps that we're taking, um, as we're going through it and basically using the product for that. And so he pointed out that the net result of that, like if, if we get this right, that's basically your whole you know, your whole test case at the end of the day, when you, let's say, print out the narrative, if we get that right, then you could hand that over to anybody and be like, here's exactly what I did yep. for, for this particular scenario that I'm running, um, which is a whole nother use case that, you know, I don't think we had thought about before. Right. Or at least I don't think, but I mean, it's funny that with, even without communicating, like both, at least both of us were, were testing that way. Like all those acceptance testing documents that I used to put out there, that's how I was doing it. It's all my stories in clean layer were me documenting like every single step I was taking through comments and through just layer names and, and whatnot. It's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah, no, I like that. It's, it's, um, it's nice to have a product that helps you in the testing too. And you're so. using it now, like on your day-to-day -day stuff too, like with your yeah. book and stuff, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'll see like you're, you're like the model user, I think for the product. And if you're using it and getting value out of it, I'm sure we can find other people that have the same attributes as you that would feel the same way. Yeah, hopefully. So that's why I'm like, than, let's just put it couple. out there and figure it out. Well, maybe as, <laughs> if those two people happen to be the ones that just love it so much that they want to buy it. There you go. <laughs> That'll be fine. Yes. For $10 million. $10 each. million dollar each. <laughs> <laughs> they love um, it that much. They love it that much. Um, awesome. But no, yeah, everything's going good. I don't, nothing else, nothing else to report. I think everything's starting to open up a little bit. So I'm probably a little bit more, uh, I've surrendered myself to, Getting COVID. Um, getting COVID. If if I, you know, if it happens, it happens. Well, our team's only eight people or whatever, and one person already had it, right? Yeah, that's true. So. Um, but yeah, so I'm starting to get out and, and do things now. Um, you know, I don't know. When I go out now, it's still probably 50-50 on who's wearing masks, like in a public setting, I guess. 
But um, you wear yours in a public setting, right? Not and anymore. No, I don't anymore. Not unless it's required. Inside? Huh? Inside even you don't? Why would I wear a mask inside? Well, outside I could see why not, but inside. Like in my house? Oh, no, you mean no, like no. I go to the store? Like, no, yeah. I don't. I still don't go to, I still hardly go to the store. Like I just still do Amazon fresh deliveries. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like last night we went to the thing for the going away thing. Nobody had masks on there. Yeah. Yeah. At the gym, I'm the only one that wears it. But anything that anything that's inside other than the house, our house, obviously. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. We're still wearing them. In my mind, I've just surrendered myself to it. And I just don't don't do it anymore because I really feel like nobody else is doing it either. Maybe that's not the right way to look at it. But really, nobody's doing it. Like very little people are doing it. Yeah, it's changed a lot. So anyway, I'm, I'm happy to be getting back out and at least being able to go different places. I know you guys quite aren't quite there yet other than just as a family, but it's, it's yeah, nice. It's definitely opened up. Yeah. Yep. All right. Any as last the world words? just keeps getting deadlier and more <laughs> infected. Right. Oh yeah. All the data, all the stats, all the, everything says that's insane, but, yep. but yeah, yeah there's a, um, there's a feeling we were scared. And yep. now we're not as scared or just whatever. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but the numbers are funny. I mean, there's still, it's like two, a little over 2 million in the U S and like a hundred and maybe 20,000 deaths, 118,000, something like that. Yeah. So, but the trend is like the daily trend, I think is still on a downward kind of a downward trajectory, but I mean, no, then no, you hear no. places like, no. well, in specific pockets, you'll see it higher like Texas has like yeah. the highest numbers of all time. But overall, like if you just look at the overall U.S. population, it seems like a trend is like the downward trend. Well, who knows? Data could be wrong, but I just look at, I think I used the John Hopkins one or whatever, but. Well, all right. We'll, uh, we'll save that one for the next episode. All right. That's a wrap. Right. That's a wrap. Right. See ya.